Welcome to Health and Wellness, where your hosts, Hannah Kahn and Emily Weigel, discuss pressing and trending topics about health and wealth that everyone should know about. In today's episode, we decided to converse ideas surrounding what a healthy work-life balance looks like and how we can implement strategies to improve our day-to-day. We hope you have a fun time tuning in and hopefully you learn a thing or two about why it is so important to create a balanced and healthy lifestyle. With this semester quickly coming to an end, I'm sure that both of us are kind of feeling burnt out. And um, with a little inspiration from a post from Wake Forest University Counseling Center, there are some examples of ways that burnout can be identified and managed. So let's talk about some of the signs and symptoms. One of the first ones we wanted to touch on today was about Zoom fatigue and how real it is in today's society where we're basically glued to either a phone or a computer all day and has led, at least for myself, having headaches and problems with eyesight. Yeah, I agree. I've had such weird instances that I've never encountered before. Like the other day I was working on this group project on Zoom like all day and I just remember sitting at the dinner table and thinking oh my gosh I literally cannot see the clock that is 15 feet away and it's totally because I've just been staring at my screen all day every day so I think that I hadn't been utilizing like my blue la- blue light glasses which have helped me a lot in the past, so I definitely think that's a good solution to this Zoom fatigue and staring at screens all day, so I don't know about you if you have any. I also believe that the blue light classes did help, um, but I I ultimately also felt like getting full nights of rest and eating a healthy, balanced diet during the week has also helped the strain on my eyes be a little bit less. Yeah, I agree. I think that eating a healthy diet like I know it's so generic and so overdrawn for people to be like yeah yeah just eat healthy food and whatever you'll feel better but it's so true and like this is something I definitely didn't realize until later on in like my college career and everything and I also think that um a lot of us especially students we um it's really hard for us to now with the pandemic be very tuned into what's going on and staying focused on our screen for so long and then study on the same computer after um you know we don't move and usually at least for me i stay in one location going from just all my classes on zoom and then i start studying and it's really hard to have that like you have nowhere to go you're at home and you have to stick to your computer So finding ways like blue light glasses and trying to implement new ways to combat Zoom fatigue is very vital, especially in today's world. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I've definitely realized that my walk to and from different rooms in my house has become kind of like a fun little task for me. And this kind of brings us into our next sign and symptom, which is social withdrawal. I've I've noticed that I've gotten really antisocial within like especially these past few months at school but ever since the pandemic started I feel like I've I've kept close with the most important friends but like I've lost touch with a lot of the acquaintances I used to have 
Um, living at home, I've gotten obviously a lot closer with my family, but I've lost touch with a lot of people. Yeah, I've also I also live at home, and I think that having um, a good support system can definitely help um, the social social withdrawal part. But it's very um, interesting to to see how very social we, a lot of us college students were before COVID. And now, like you said, it's, you know, we don't even connect with a lot of these acquaintances through social media. And yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I've noticed that going out in public with things kind of opening up again, especially in Arizona with the new, like, mask mandates and everything, I've noticed that a lot of people don't know how to act in public anymore. I don't know if you've experienced yes, this at I all. Yes, I have, actually, yeah. But, like, even just at grocery stores and, like, asking for like your meal at a restaurant or something like that like people don't know how to talk to people anymore it's so funny yeah and i think it's also very interesting that you bring that up because even with restaurants a lot of us had to spend a lot of the pandemic not going to restaurants mm -hmm. and now it's you know you're having the interaction between you yourself and the waiter or waitress and you know you just you lose sight of what's going on a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, as college students, I think it's I think it's very vital that we talk about social withdrawal, especially because I, I think, you know, it's very interesting to see how us, me and Emily as seniors going into, you know, having jobs in the future, we're going to have to actually like be more social and linking, you know, pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing kind of is, is like, I know we live in a new world now, but Everyone kind of had a hope that everything would go back to normal, but I really don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Oh, of course not, no. Like, uh, I have an internship set up for over the summer, and they announced that everything is going to be online, which kind of makes me sad as someone that's a senior in college just entering, entering the workforce, and I have no idea what the real workforce for, will be like until like everything kind of gets back to normal vaccines get kind of pushed out and people can start resuming day-to-day -day activities out in the world rather than just online right i totally agree with you i think that with the world becoming more online i also see that it's also helped a lot of other professions i mean it's in doctor's offices especially in the clinic that i i scribe and I scribe and I, I feel like a, a lot of the productivity that doctors they've had a really high productivity because of COVID and telemedicine mm -hmm. because a lot of patients are finding it easier to actually just have their um their appointment with their doctor via zoom yeah I've actually had like one or two appointments on zoom and I have to say I really enjoy it especially for just follow-up appointments mm -hmm. because it's kind of just exactly a review it's perfect yeah and, and you know especially with um the clinic that i work in we also see the doctors you know having a better time actually being in one place and seeing their patients mm -hmm. um of course this does come with a few issues if you know you have to it's hard to see certain things if you have to show your physician something it, it, it can get a little complex but i think for a lot of regular primary care type of issues it's really nice to have zoom as an option now through via telemedicine mm -hmm. 
And then kind of going back to the in-person aspect that we might potentially have one day, uh, I feel like this might bring in a lot of anxiety that might go mm -hmm. a little bit unpredicted. Um, yeah, just to touch on that, it's also, I mean, it's really easy for just the burnout part um, of a work-life balance to lead to anxiety as well. So we also just, Emily and I got thought of a few things just to talk about with anxiety and what would be helpful, what, were, what was helpful in our lives just to share. So one of those was just giving 10 minute breaks um, and kind of just getting the rest that you need to be more productive later um, and trying to minimize procrastination um, and trying to break up your schedule and can that can ultimately lead to better organization skills and help lessen anxiety overall. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned giving yourself 10 minute breaks because another strategy that I've seen help in my life is actually setting like a 10 minute task timer. So if you are like dealing with that procrastination and like not being able to start a task, like I found it very helpful to just go on my phone in the clock app and set a timer for 10 minutes and force myself to be like, okay, just work on this for 10 minutes and it'll help relieve a lot of your anxiety. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I actually, I do something very similar, but it's kind of like the, it's like the break part. So with the break, it's like the 10 minute break, but it can be a meditation break, a yoga break, a breathe mm -hmm. break. You know, I think it's very important to know how your body is also um, going through with anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. So especially, like you said, just moving from room to room, it can also help not only anxiety, but just your overall mood for the day. Just getting those breaks, getting that movement in overall. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last sign and symptom of burnout that we wanted to talk about today is irritability. And I don't know about Hannah, but both of us mm -hmm. are living at home and everything's online and as much as we both love our families i'm sure you guys our listeners can understand that things can get a little tense in the household and i don't know i've been a little bit snappy just being closed into a room all day staring at screens but one of the ways that i've helped manage this is just getting outside whether that's a walk around my neighborhood or just sitting in the backyard i feel like sunlight is super important to help energize your body and get grounded with the earth again is really helpful yeah i totally agree with you i think there are definitely many times in this pandemic where i've had to distance myself kind of take some time for myself away from my family or even just walk outside like you said it really does help just overall how you feel for that day and i think being in close quarters with you know your family and it can just obviously bring up things and it's nice to have um you know Arizona at least you know you can walk outside oh yeah it's so, so nice. It's so nice having that option out here so yeah yeah that's why during the pandemic I was super grateful to be living in Arizona just because I had just 
had I just studied abroad in France the semester before and I was missing the sun while I was there I really that was the seasonal first time depression. yeah that was the first time I ever experienced seasonal depression I was so confused after growing up in Arizona my whole life so sunny here no I totally agree with you seasonal depression is a very real thing <laughs> yeah one of the other things um that's helped me manage just like my mental health and burnout and everything like that is um exercising and I'm super grateful that my gym has opened and I've been able to go for the past few months but I know some people don't have access to gyms anymore but I've also delved into the online world of exercise videos, which I had never really done before, but over quarantine, like, I really got into those, like, Pilates videos and everything like that, so. Yeah, I honestly, I was just about to say say that, you know, with social media, um, I think it was, as much as social media can not help life and have a couple negative aspects, Mm -hmm. I think that over quarantine, I think it really did help people to for at least me as well like find exercise videos and influencers who can help you know have more content online that can help during the pandemic um just especially with exercise and eating healthy Mm -hmm. because you know those benefits also not only help with your own wellness but also anxiety and overall mood Mm -hmm. yeah and i have to say just like the last thing that's kind of helped me manage my stress the most is really developing like my circadian rhythm and like developing my sleep schedule because you don't really realize how important it is until like all of a sudden you have one night where you stay up an hour later and you're like wow I just messed up my whole sleep routine no I totally agree with you (laughs) I think it also I mean sleep is just a really important part of um life in general and i mean it's so crazy how many things can affect our sleep and how much the when you have not great sleep you you know you tend not to have as productive days Mm -hmm. and you tend not to um you know use your maximum potential especially at our age and with burnout being you know on the rise it's really Mm -hmm. important for us to take our sleep seriously and understand that our circadian rhythms can really need to stick yeah I completely agree yeah and another thing that has helped me kind of balance out my circadian rhythm is just managing my technology usage at these times that kind of flow near that sleep time so I don't know I've had some difficulties trying to limit my usage of my phone at night or in the morning but it's just so hard it is hard I think it's also because, you know, a lot of us use our phone alarms and Mm -hmm. it's so easy just to go on your phone and check notifications, as Emily said, and it's just, you know, it's hard to do that. But I definitely do find that it it can help and does help. And and I think also just um, at least for college students, this might be a little hard as well, but, you know, limiting caffeine around times that you sleep can Mm -hmm. also affect your sleep schedule and I think that it's really important that keeping you know those sugary and caffeine energized drinks are not good for when the sun goes down yeah I completely agree so yeah 
Well, thank you guys for listening to our little conversational episode about burnout and ways to manage stress. We hope you maybe de-stressed a little bit by listening to the episode. And if not, hopefully you can go meditate or something after this. But if you have any feedback for us, you can reach us at healthandwealthnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks.